Hello, everybody. How are you today? So good to see you out there. Happy that you're joining me. It's Trish Carr from Women's Prosperity Network with another episode of Be Real, Get Real. And that's what we do here is we be real and we be getting real with the people in the Women's Prosperity Network community. You know, I always like to say that um, this show is about finding out about the people who are the business. You know, we don't do business with businesses. We do business with people. So isn't that the person behind the business that we really want to get to know? And that's what today is about. And that's what our podcast is about. It's real stories about real people that you can relate to, that you can get to know. Because when I really know the person behind the business, there's that know, like, and trust factor that happens because I now know you and I want to do business with you. So today I'm very excited to have with me my guest is an automation expert, something I am not good at. She knows how to go the ins and outs of all of the technology that we need to make sure our businesses run smoothly. And even more so, to take those tasks that we're doing manually and put them on auto so that we don't have to worry about them and they're done when they're supposed to be done. She is an Air Force veteran. Thank you so much for your service. She's also an amazing photographer. And like I said, she's an automation expert. And here's the interesting thing. We're going to get into her story uh, even more in a few minutes. But this is a woman who has juggled many responsibilities in her life and who is able to see miracles unfold. So please help me welcome the fabulous, the incredible Rita Thomas. Thank Hello, you. Rita. Thank you, Trish. What a wonderful introduction. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here too. And you know, I didn't even sing your praises around the miracles that's been had that have been happening in your life in the last couple of years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Here you you've been you, like so many of us, were working a full-time job doing part-time the thing you wanted to grow as a business. And, and tell everybody what you were able to accomplish in this past year. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So I have been a business owner for 13 years. And for 12 of those years, I had a full-time job because I never, and my business was photography. I never could get, build my photography business up to a point where I made enough money, even once a month, let alone every month to be able to quit my job. So I found the coaching in WPN. I found the automation that helped me set tasks to happen while I was at my corporate job to keep my business running when I couldn't be there. And in only 10 months, I actually left my corporate job after starting the coaching with WPN. That's awesome. Ten months later. And how and how long have you been, you know, ten months it took you from, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work with, with Women's Prosperity Network to make this dream come to life. How long had you been working in a corporate job before that? Twelve years? 
Well, yes, with my business. I mean, I'd always, when I wasn't in the Air Force, I always had a corporate job. But yes, for 12 years, I'd been a business owner and with a corporate job full time. Wow. You know, you have, you, you, you know, when we started this conversation before we were on the air, one of the things you were telling me was that you've got to look for everyday miracles because some days are better than others, right? Some days we wake up raring to go and other days we wake up going, I don't want to go anywhere, right? Yeah. And you were sharing an experience that you had, and I think a lot of people can relate to. And um, I know I can relate to when I made the decision to get a divorce, my whole life changed. Uh, in your case, you weren't part of that decision. Right? No. It was laid upon you. So yes. share with us the little miracle that happened for you. So, uh, yeah. So in the late 90s, um, I had uh, my husband and I, we'd been having many problems as most couples do. And so I thought we were working on them. And one day he just tearfully told me, I, I want a divorce and he, you know, we're not going to counseling. We're not doing any of that. It's done. So from suddenly from one day of we're doing everything we can, we have this family business. We, you know, I, we both had jobs. The whole thing was going along. We had the children then all of a sudden I was a single mom and I was getting divorced and my heart was broken in a million pieces and the whole future that I had planned was gone. And so this, the divorce took, it took a couple of years because I didn't want it. So, yeah, so you fought it. I was not cooperative. And I, but I, at first I really thought that I, that we could save our marriage. I did not really understand that it truly was over. So it took me a while to come on board with that. And, but during that two years, I had um, three jobs, two part-time jobs and a full-time job. I had two children by myself. And the fact that your heart is broken in a million pieces is such an impact on your everyday life. It's it's not just that you're sad. It just changes everything and in, in your ability to deal with everything. It takes so much out of you. Yeah. And so then my children were constantly asking me, why do we have to get divorced? And so that then I had to come up with a logical adult explanation without being mean to their father. You know, to explain why we're getting divorced. So, so all of this just weighed on me for so long. And I thought I was doing really well. I thought I had all the balls in the air, all three jobs, two children, my persona as a, a, a person with integrity that's not going to badmouth another person. And one day I just, I woke up and I knew in my heart of hearts that I didn't have anything left. Like, there was no more energy or focus or compassion or intelligence or anything left inside me that was going to get me through another day. So I knew I was going to get through today. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to fix their dinner. And when I put them to bed tonight, I'm not going to get up in the morning. I'm not going to send them to school. I'm not going to go to work. And yeah, I was 
eerily calm about the whole thing. You would think that I would be terrified, right? Because think about what will happen. And I logically, my brain could tick off the things that are going to happen. I'm going to be put in a institution of some kind because I lost my mind. My children, I knew their father would take them and that would, we lived in the same town and that was going to be fine. I was, of course, going to lose my job. I would lose my apartment. I would lose all my possessions. I knew everything that would happen. And yet I had nothing left to fight it with or to change the outcome. And so I went to work and I remember thinking during that day, this is probably the last time I'm going to see this person. And this is the last time I'm going to talk to this person. And it was like I was watching someone else's life happen and knowing knowing what was going to be coming along. So I got home, I was fixing dinner for my children and I fixed their favorite food because I didn't know when I would ever fix them dinner again. Mm-hmm. And the phone rang and it was my mom. And she said, um, after the small talk about how's everything going? And I said, fine. (laughs) Uh, She said, your sister is moving, but she has to give up her apartment here on a certain day and she can't get the new apartment for a couple months. And I wondered if she came to stay with you, if she could help you. And that was all I needed. I just knew that help was coming. And so I said, yes, 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 she can come. (laughs) That's perfect. And so she did not get there the next day, but I was able to get up the next day. I got some more reserves from just knowing that someone was coming to help me. And so I sent the children to school. I went to work and my life went on. And of course, no one ever knew any of it. Right. And my sister came and she had a place to stay during her interim period. And and I got the help I needed. And I am telling you, that is a bona fide miracle because I don't know if I made it very clear, but I had nothing left. Yeah. And all of our lives were going to fall apart, completely fall apart. And I couldn't stop it. I couldn't do anything about it. And I'm the fixer. I'm the one in my family. And I just, I fix things. And even in my own life, in other times, and even during that time, I would just say, look, you you have to deal with, you just have to get through it. You just figure out a way, figure out a way. Because mm-hmm. you can't give up. No. And yet, I wasn't really even giving up. It wasn't a willful thing. I just literally had nothing left. So, um, yeah, so she came and uh, she stayed for a while and and it was what I needed. And then I could just keep going on. And so um, that was one of the miracles. What happened to the family business? It it uh, imploded. We did not run oh. it at all. It was not well run at all. They, yeah, did, when... they did keep running it after I left. <laughs> they had to tell me that I couldn't work there anymore. <laughs> So, so he, he had already told his parents, of course, that he was going to tell me that he wanted a divorce. So, um, he told me, and then of, 
of course that during that day and the next day it was new year it was the january 2nd so it was still kind of the new year holiday and i guess i was still making plans to work at the business and, and thinking wow this is how are we going to do this this is going to be a little strange and um, my in-laws had to tell me you can't work at the business anymore right. so, yeah. So not only is my marriage imploding, now my the business, one of the three jobs I had is disappearing. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, so out that leads to the second miracle, if you want to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to get a corporate job and I had been working in a family business for uh, a few years. And so I had to get some clothes to wear for a corporate job. And one of my part-time jobs was a waitress. So I had tips had my little apron with tips in it. And I had $68, which if you have bought women's clothes for an office, that would buy maybe one outfit at the store. Maybe one pair of pants. Maybe one pair of pants. for less. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had to have enough clothes. And if I, and then I can be very um, frugal, of course, but if I, purchase real carefully you can take a jacket from this outfit put it with pants from that outfit you know and make dozens of outfits from it so i went to a consignment shop with my mom my mom came to visit they lived in ohio i lived in chicago so it wasn't too bad of a drive mom came over often and um we went shopping at a consignment store and they just have every all everything you can think of they may have some office clothes they may not they may be in your size. They may not be. Right. And uh, there's only one of each thing. So it was kind of a long shot. So we started looking at the women's um, dresses and office clothes. And I just can't tell you the shock. Every single thing that I found that I thought would be, oh, that'd be pretty. I think that would look good. I could wear that to work. It was in my size. Wow. Every single thing. And I, I found, I don't know, like a couple suits, several dresses, some separate pants, tops, jackets, blazers. And I kind of was mentally adding it up in my head as, as we went along. But this is the, this, there's a two-part miracle here. First of all, they had perfect clothing for me to wear to an office. It all fit me. I tried all of it on. It all fit me perfectly. Wow. And then I got to the register and I had $68 in my pocket from my tips. And that's all the money I had to spend on those clothes, uh, on any clothes. And so I said to my mom quietly, if I don't have enough, can you help me out? Because I knew it'd be real like 70-ish or something. Close, yeah. And I said, yeah, sure, I got you. And so when they added up all the pieces and they just kept going and going and going and it came up to exactly $68. I'm not talking about pennies. I'm not talking about $67.99. I'm talking $68. Oh my gosh. On the register. Oh my gosh. Back then I didn't have a cell phone with a camera or I would have taken a picture of it because I mean, it's undeniable. This was a miracle. And I'm so glad that my mom was a big part of both of those miracles because she, of course, 
your mom, a lot of most people will say their mom is their biggest uh, cheerleader. And she yeah. certainly, she certainly was mine. And she loved to contribute in any way possible. And the fact that she was able to be with me and um, she had that idea for my sister to come and stay was uh, just such a source of comfort to her that, that she could help me because I didn't ask for very much help ever. It saved your life. It, it saved my life. Yes. Because I mean, imagine what, if I didn't go to work and I didn't, send the children to school. And I, I don't know what my mental capacity would have been that day because right. I didn't have any more resources at all. And I knew it. Yeah. And I was not suicidal. That's the thing. I was not suicidal by any means. As I knew what was going to happen, I was going to live beyond this and I would just not be in a good place at all. You certainly weren't going to thrive. No. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Well, it is a miracle when, you know, if you think all of us, if, if I think back over my life, whenever I needed help, it always showed up. I have always been taken care of. And I think that's what your stories really point to. Yeah. Is that we get, we are taken care of. Yeah. And the thing, though, that really st sticks with me to this day is the miracle came at the very last second. <laughs> like, right. Right. At the deadline. Yeah. And I I used to wonder, oh, God, why did you have to wait until I had one half of of one nerve left? <laughs> and but then I, I think if if our care and our miracles and our comfort comes too quickly and too easily, we won't appreciate it. And mm -hmm. now I have this story that I can share and someone might be thinking, I can't do this tomorrow, right? And they might be inspired to know that there, there is a higher power. There is a universe. There is a world of, of love around you. And there is an answer. Yes. And it came, and I only, I remember it so clearly because it was so, so, so close to me, completely going over the edge. Well, I'm glad you didn't go over the edge. I know your <laughs> kids are glad you didn't go over the edge. And look at you now, thriving and, you know, making such a difference for so many people who really need help in keeping their own businesses going. And you know how to do that. So tell us about the funnel godmother and how did you get into automation? So I remember I told you I had a business for 12 years, uh, 13 years now. So for 12 years, I had a day job. So my business was photography, event photography and business, corporate um, branding, marketing, photography. And... I could not keep that business running well or even get it running well with a, a full-time job. Right. So I found the automation because I was looking for all the different systems I needed. <laughs> for 12 years, I was running that business like all up in my head, like all the appointments, 
I had them on my Google Calendar. All my contacts were in my Gmail or my Google Contacts. I did not have a CRM, which is a client database. I did not have a tracking system for appointments. I didn't have any systems at all. It was all in my head and it was in uh, stacks of legal pads and sticky notes all around my computer <laughs> and in my computer bag that I would schlep back and forth to my office and home and my office and home. And it was a house of cards. It was just, um, it was not sustainable and it was not scalable by any means. So um, the success of the business 100% depended on me, my eyes to take pictures, my hands to hold the camera, my brain to intelligently talk to people and do the marketing and the sales. It, every aspect of that business depended on me being in the moment. And so I had, I knew I had to find systems. So I was looking for the CRM. I knew I needed landing pages or sales pages. I needed email marketing system. I needed a calendar that people could book appointments with me. I needed a payment system so I could take credit card payments through an invoicing system. Not like I already had Stripe or Square so I could take yeah. it, but I wanted it to go through an invoicing system so I would have business records. Right? So you would know how much money you're bringing in and how much you're spending. Right. So I would really, I, and I say I was in business for 12 years, but as you can see now, I really wasn't in running a business. I was trying to, but I wasn't doing it very well. So I was looking for all these systems online, looking high and low. And once I figured out each one of these systems had probably four or five choices that you, you had to look through all these different offerings online to figure out which one's right for me. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. The choices and how to figure it out and how much there is. It's nuts. Yeah. Then you have to sign up, pay for each separate one on their own website. And then you have to learn how to use them and then try to make them work together for your business. And that just was already becoming another full-time job. And it's completely overwhelming thought for business owners because they're busy running their business. And this whole entire process is is just daunting. Yes. So some of them dip their toe in and, so, and a lot of business owners just stick with the devil they know and they just keep with their spreadsheet and their Google contacts and they just and keep their MailChimp and their MailChimp. And so um, the solution for each business, of course, is different. The solution for your business could be an automated integrated system. That's the thing I love about what I found. All of those systems that I was looking for on those different websites, they are all in one place. They work together. So I, know, I, I loved it when you were going like this. I'm like, that's how it feels. You can't get them to talk to each other. Yes, it's maddening. It is. And they all work together. They're, the system is built that way. They talk to each other. All Every time when I look at my contact, let's say one of my clients, I open it up. I see all the emails, text messages, all the invoices they've paid, every tag that I've put on them. And a tag is like putting a label on someone to help me identify the things they like, don't like, things they bought, webinars they've attended, that kind of thing. Yeah, so you can actually figure um, out what do I want to 
share with this person? What do they already have? So I don't duplicate. Yes. yes. And if they bought this, then they might like this. So then I can send messages to the people who bought this particular thing, offering them the great grand new thing. Mm -hmm. It sounds beautiful. It's perfect. It's exactly what entrepreneurs need. It is. And you took the hard way. <laughs> but really, the great thing is that your business was born out of this. You're being the funnel godmother, which tell me what that means, the funnel godmother. Oh, that is, oh, look what I have. That is just such a treat. My clients named me the funnel godmother. I was talking to a client about her her funnel and, and how we're going to build that. And she was just thrilled and so happy because she had struggled so long. And she said, Oh my gosh, you're like my fairy godmother. No, you're my funnel godmother. That's great. <laughs> that was it. And then, um, so we just ran with that and it's been, it's a real fun way, lighthearted way to, for people to understand what I do and be drawn to me. Uh, in their time of need, even if they don't know exactly how they're going to get where they need to go, they know they have a guide and a guide that really cares about them. Yeah. And a guide who can see miracles. Yes. A guide who knows that you're always taken care of and that everything always works out. Always. And, and, and when you can work with somebody like that and somebody who's calm and cool when you're not feeling it, because I know every time I get frustrated with technology, don't come near me. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we need a fairy, a funnel godmother, yes. really. Yes. And you are that person. And I absolutely love that role. I love it so much. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here with us, Rita. That story, I, you know, I, we've known each other for more than a year now, and I did not know that about you and that you had struggled so much and that you'd been working so many jobs and that, you know, with $68, you were praying you could find the clothes to go to work. You know, it just goes to show that we know people, we think but it's really the, 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 the stories of who we are, where we've come from, how we've dealt with life yeah. that really opens up that affinity we have for each other. And when I like you and I know you, I trust you and I want to do business with you. So Rita Thomas, I am so happy that we do business together. And I'm thrilled that you have a real skill at making business easier for small business owners and entrepreneurs. So thank you for what and you do. Thank you so much for having me. I, I have, this has been an honor to be here. My pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure. And thank you all for being with us today and for watching and for listening for the miracles in your life and considering when you're at the end of your rope, knowing and looking at this as truth, knowing that everything's gonna work out for you and that miracle phone call is gonna come. That miracle thing will happen for you as well. Thank you, Rita Thomas. I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you everyone for being with us. I appreciate you. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you again next week for another episode of Be Real, Get Real with Women's Prosperity Network.
Take care, everybody.